0: I love that mentality. The survival mentality really will will reset your perspective on life and go like I, I'm I'm doing very 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 well. Um, as majority of people are when they they take that because I I can survive. You know that's I love that. I can pour water on myself. I don't need electricity. You say that in the United States right now. I don't need electricity. People will go, what? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Haiti and the fight for economic stability. Erlance Hippolyte, executive director of Foncose, joins the podcast to bring us up to speed on the situation in Haiti and how Foncose is using microfinancing to provide rural Haitians with economic opportunity. So, let's do it. Too many days in the darkness without a glimpse of the light. Running tired
1: and broken and scared, but I swear I'll never give up the fight. I see you broken and beaten. Head pulled down over your eyes. Every party you wants to surrender. Darling, you were meant to survive. With
0: every... So what are the biggest issues facing Haitians right now, you'd say?
1: Uh, thank you uh, for giving me the opportunity.
0: I will say that the biggest
1: issues that Asians are facing right now it's uh the instability, uh, the political instability, and the social economic situation that's been ongoing for more than four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. this situation has uh, really been uh uh eh, making the situation become very difficult both for Haitian that that uh, in haiti and haitian that are uh, outside of haiti to be it's becoming very challenging
0: yeah because i'd say a lot of times it's easy to like look at a country that isn't um doesn't have a lot of stability at the moment and just kind of um make a lot of assumptions, but there's a lot of rooted factors. Well, like you said, economy is usually a huge driving factor in that. And I think that's where you guys um, come into play to, to help with that, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, Foncoset, it's a family of three organizations. Uh, there's uh, Foncoset USA, Foncoset Financial Services, SFF, and there's also the Foundation for National College Republic. So Essentially, Fancosé's mission is to support and help, you know, Haitian that lives in uh, the deep countryside, specifically women, more specific women, to lift themselves out of poverty. And we do so with a series of uh, programs that are uh, implemented by both of the organizations that are in Haiti. The bank uh, is providing microfinance and the foundation is providing support to these uh, clients that will receive those loans so that they can be able to uh, grow their livelihoods and be able to pay these loans.
0: And what exactly is microfinance, microfinance, and you would say for people hearing that term for the very first time? Yes,
1: so... microfinance it's uh we so the way that we do it at Focuse so you have to understand the ideation context um so everything is really centralized uh in Haiti uh and by that I mean that uh uh Port Paul Prince um uh, you that's where you know you have to come and to do basically everything you know to go to the bank and everything so uh by uh allowing People that are in the countryside and in a very remote area who have access to financial services. Microfinance is basically the way that we do it. We allow these people that are uh, in very difficult areas to have a small loan that is really key and changing, a changing factor for them to develop their um uh, their, their economy and their livelihoods. We not only give them access to that small loan. With the foundation, we also provide them with trainings and uh, a training to understand how to spend that money and also access to healthcare. We also do some literacy training because most of the client that Funkoze, uh are serving, they don't, they, they cannot read, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that allow them to be able to uh, start a business and take care of their family. I want to insist on something. One of the reasons that Fonkozé is primarily working with with women is that women is uh, at the root of the Haitian economy, Um, In Haiti, uh, most household uh, taken care by women. It's that uh, little merchant, peasant woman, that in the morning, that will wake up and um, put her kids on the donkey, take that kid to school, go to the field and get the harvest and go to the market to try to sell it to make a livelihood for their family. So by supporting these women, empowering them, Fonk Jose is keeping uh, the family fabric together and is uh, empowering these women to be able to sustain their living.
0: So they're the glue, basically, to the household and to basically the local economy out there, especially in the rural areas. Not only raising the kids, but then also providing simultaneously. So playing like dual roles almost.
1: Absolutely. Um, so for people that knows Haiti, um, the heart of uh, communities and um, the countryside is always uh, the market, and that's where people come and meet. That's where they exchange good and that's how you know their livelihood goes by. And uh, Fokose is making sure that there is enough uh you know uh financial a uh, interaction and enough people that you know could not be could not be able to participate in uh, that economy to participate in that in that economy and grow their livelihood.
0: So and to put in the print in perspective for Americans kind of hearing like Port-au-Prince for the first time being the capital city of of Haiti, um, Haiti being, I'd say in terms of like acreage, maybe a little bit smaller than like the size of like South Carolina. Would that be like fair to say in terms of like its overall size and the way it works then is like in Port-au-Prince being just think of like one city in South Carolina and then no one really in that state in that state being Haiti in the, in the country can really do any banking or services unless they go to Port to Prince. But that's when you guys come in and provide these services to more like the rural areas and the people that maybe necessarily can't get over to Port to Prince, or it, it would be be way too inconvenient and inconvenient to say the least to where they'd actually probably be putting themselves at risk, making those long treks there and back just for something minor that they could do in two seconds, if it was more localized
1: that is absolutely correct uh there are you know banking uh hey, there are banks in haiti like you said you know they are mainly localized and ball prints they do have some cell on the countryside but the particularity of Foncosé is that we are fully decentralized and that's one of the reason why we're able to function despite the dire situation that uh is ongoing in haiti right now because most of the violence uh, that is happening right now, it's located in power Prince. Yeah. and the particularity also of Funk Jose is that, you know, our super souls are deserving uh, a, a certain type of clientele that, uh, you know, are really like, you know, the motor of the small economy. So most people that are in PowerPoint and that are banking with uh the big banks, you know, there are people that have the big businesses and that have access to really large loans and that can uh invest um uh in a big boutique, uh and a supermarket, but in the countryside, those services, you know, they are not available. So Fonkose is essentially giving access to that stream of population that could not have access to these type of loans.
0: What type of um, businesses do they, when they seek microfinancing from you guys and you provide it, what type of businesses are they able to kind of start growing? As I, I would think probably in the rural countryside seeking some sort of financing, or pro- maybe like the, my first guess would be the agricultural sector in some sort. But what what am I correct with that? And also maybe what are some other types of businesses have you seen? Yes,
1: you're absolutely correct with that. Uh, Mainly the agricultural sector, you know, they will invest in the crops and being able to produce more and uh, bring that to the market and sell. But as well for certain uh, areas that are close to the Dominican Republic border, people will go and buy goods and the Dominican Republic can come back and sell. Some other people can also be uh, very very innovative and start... uh, a, uh, you know, a small entertainment business. I know a Foncosie client when I was um, uh, working in Jamel, that is in the southeast of Haiti, that uh, started uh, uh, just a little bar and was showing uh, Haitian movies Mm. with that loan. So people can get creative with that and do various type of business to try to seek that livelihood. Uh, I have one particular story. When I was working in in the uh, it, I remember uh, there was uh, one or two moms that uh, had kids that were really troubling with uh, with nutrition. And uh, at the time, I was working at Hospital uh, Albert Schweitzer, and um, we put them in touch with Franz Jose. And I remember very clearly that um, the business that they end up studying it. They were selling soap.
0: Hmm.
1: And that was in a very remote area. And I'm talking like, you know, you have to drive for four hours and ride on the back yeah, yeah. of a donkey for another two hours. Sure. And um, up to 2015, because my career had kicked off and I've been working to other places afterwards, I was receiving pictures from this group of women of their business growing. So from that, from selling that a little box of soap she grew her business to a full-on business where she was selling all type of goods
0: oh wow that's awesome and that's, that's awesome. just with soap
1: not just with soap
0: yeah and, and people can be uh, creative too and that just shows like the genius of humanity because really soap i i think it's just like like oils and like filtered, distilled water to, and, and putting it all together. That is awesome. Now, can they export that at all? Or where do they sell it? Where's, like, the demand that they're able to sell? Is it, like, at the local markets, or do they have to head over to Port de Prince? It's mainly, it's,
1: it, it's at, it's mainly at the local market. It's uh, So people that we are helping, and that's one of the beauty, you know, that uh, economy and attraction in the economy stay and within these communities. So that's very important and develop these communities as well mm.
0: and you're a huge part of that being the the financer of it too i mean you're like the 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 developer behind the scenes of the communities with that um and are they uh are they able to export any of these goods yet to like other countries i know you said um the, the neighboring countries before but are they able to like branch out just yet like even to like the united states and sell some of these or are they they would probably need Do they need the internet? And do they have the internet over there to be able to maybe branch out and and market some of these products? Are we just not there just yet?
1: No. Unfortunately, we are not there just yet. And uh, the type of, uh, you know, when we're talking about people that uh, live in extreme poverty – uh they also don't have unfortunately the, the education and the uh, the connection to access to the new modern technology that said foncoze also have a program called edtech where you know right now we are doing our uh teaching because we also help them uh, to know how to read write and we try to follow curriculum Business curriculum with them so that you know they can understand you know uh, what a profit is, how to manage their business. So we are doing it right now with the uh, with the tablet. It's called EdTech. So mm. we have um, a, we have uh, uh, community managers that will go uh, and show that person you know and you know it's pictures, it's uh, and it's in Creole, you know the native language and uh recording so the person can hear see oh, wow. and they can follow uh a the curriculum um so we are introducing this and hoping that you know well it's been well, already having great results with that and hoping that you know that would be a line to introduce more technology and to our teaching and see how you know that could develop business that uh in the future uh could be more open in terms of like, you know, uh, a exporting, like I said, you know, before, uh, all of the wealth and, you know, to to stay in the traction, stay in the, within the communities, except for some areas that are close to the border, there might be some exchange going there, but um, none of the Foncoset clients really are like, you know, invested in exporting goods. Most, um, um, I would say, uh, goods that can be exported to the U.S., it's generally art in Haitians, uh, hmm. um, and Haitians uh, artisana. And we do have some uh, clients, as I know, because I when I was working in Jack that that uh, develop uh, this type of skill and have this type of products, but I'm not aware that they're exporting it.
0: Well, if they... um when that opportunity comes cuz it it'll, it'll come down sometime down the road where uh they're able to export some goods please let me know because I would so love to buy soap from that was handmade from someone in Haiti then you know your your dove soap that like a corporation like Walmart has like just mass produced over time you know and probably isn't even as clean or natural cuz that would be so awesome to to be able to do to purchase soap like that that would be Amazing, and I know obviously they need the internet, and so to kind of like link up with different uh, vendors and and websites to be able to market some of this. I want to get your thoughts on this because I saw this, and I want to know if you if this was really just something that was put out there as uh, to like kind of show support rather than actually provide support by this company, because um, you know Haiti better than than anybody. And do you know if Starlink? Um, Has been able to provide internet services to people in Haiti because just this past March of 2023, I read that Starlink was entering or providing satellites over Haiti to be able to provide internet. But of course, you need electricity because you need to provide a you know hook up a router, and then you know you don't just have the internet; you have to have a tablet or a phone or a laptop. And I'm like thinking of people in Haiti, especially in rural Haiti, and I'm thinking. OK, well, like if there is a satellite above them, that means nothing if they don't have electric and all this other stuff. So have you and A, have you heard of that or is that company really just kind of trying to like show that they are doing a lot?
1: No, no, no. Uh, I've heard of it. Uh, and I actually, I uh, personally have family uh, in Haiti that uh, uh, subscribe right now to their Starlink uh services i think that awesome. they're very, they're very re- recently started to provide these services in, uh in haiti and us also at funkose we are thinking of doing that switch to have a more stable internet connection back when i was living in haiti i had uh, internet from three providers and some days you know all three of them will not function so ah. if we can have a reliable uh internet uh connection that will definitely change the deal. Of course, there's other issues that needs to be considered, just like you said. Electricity, you know, uh, just this past year, we have had like at least three or four diesel and gasoline shortage. Um, But solar uh, energy also is uh, something that is being developed in Haiti. And as well, in font Jose, we are uh, going green and trying to put solar panel and all of our uh a supercell and in the countryside there's uh 42 of them spread all over the 10 department in haiti so as i say when you travel to haiti you will always see wherever, wherever you go in the countryside you know you'll see a church you will see uh the police station and you will see a focus bank those three things will always be there
0: Awesome, you guys got the roots in the ground over there. That's good stuff, indeed. And how were um, and for communi- communication purposes, too, you got um, is it uh, the language that, that um is spoken in, in Haiti? It's Haitian Creole. Am I saying that right?
1: You're saying that right. It's Haitian Creole and French. Mm. Uh, so, for communication purposes, you know, uh, as I was saying, uh, most uh, people in Haiti will communicate in Creole and be, and what I need to mention is that, you know, Funkoze, the USA, Funkoze, uh, Foundation for National College, the Fallen SFS are all Asian led. You know, we have two amazing women that, um, uh, are a, the executive directors of the foundation and, uh, the bank uh so they are asian born and haitian led so that's mean that they are very sensitive to the culture there's no issue of communication and cultural issue also because it's not just only me to be able to speak the language but also to understand the belief and the culture within these areas to also provide the, the support that is required and it can differ you know, from an area to another, because the resources will be different, the access will be different.
0: Yeah, you're not kidding. Um, especially with uh, kind of, what's uh, what's going on there right now? From your point of view, being a a big part of of Haiti and and trying to grow and and bring them bring stability and and economic um growth, do you see foreign occupation as like a a good thing for the overall um overall haiti and especially their economy or do you do you see that as kind of like almost hindering what you know you're we're trying to do which is bring economic stability which then brings stability
1: you know the show is called no politics but that's going straight into politics i know
0: but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know and i'm like i'm thinking because i just saw even like th- uh this morning i'm reading up about it and it's like uh uh Kenya, for some reason, is like leading like the international, um, exactly. the troop, yeah, which, which is, I, I, thought this, was, this. I thought was odd, but I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, all right. So like, if, if, if there's pe- if people living in rural Kenya or even in Port de Prince, what, what type of, um, does that bring humanitarian relief? Does that bring more problems? Does it bring a mixture of both? Uh,
1: um, I think that, you know, well, first of all, you know, uh, Haiti has a history of uh, a, of having a you know foreign force come and trying to stabilize it, and that goes all the way back to the nineteen fifteen, nineteen ninety four, 2004, and yet now we are having you know uh, the prospect of another uh, foreign force to come and stabilize Haiti. You know, just me saying that from nineteen fifteen to basically uh till now that we have had these uh intervention to try to stabilize IT and yet we're in the same situation kind of gives you an insight of you know it comes with uh of course you know certain benefits and also you know with uh, some issues and struggle I think before and foremost it's up to uh the Haitians to uh understand yeah. what they need and understand you know how they're going to use uh the help that we will be uh, getting from any foreign force that will come and in terms of uh the the economy of course um for the economy to strive we need stability and I do hope that uh if uh, a foreign force come that they can provide that stability and that people could feel safe and uh go and do their activities
0: well and and provide the sustainability which i which i love what you guys do the most about it because you're all about sustainability which is not putting like a band-aid on something and 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 like you know feeling good and going oh yeah it's a but knowing deep down it was a short-term fix because i mean by providing microfinancing to um to small businesses or or people or women who are you know trying to establish some sort of um long term income really that is the the founding factor of longevity and sustainability in an economy you know and if there is a i mean a a foreign occupation for however long um I, I mean if if we've ever learned from history history repeats itself you know what i'm saying to go off of what you were saying before i mean if anyone is listening and would and that is a goal i mean really what you guys are doing is providing a um a framework of really what works and it and not that it's quick nothing that works like 100 percent is quick but it does work and i mean what you guys are doing is really a a perfect framework framework for if anybody is to possibly go in and um try to provide some stability and and safety nets that is the type of framework really that i think should be um implemented you know what i'm saying rather than um i i mean you you probably have so many stories of since just since you brought up you know in the 1900s since then of how many foreign occupations have come in and probably haven't followed a framework similar to that
1: yes uh absolutely you know i'm not going to go into details uh, but i invite people that are listening to a podcast to go and do some research and they will see that you know there was any story of uh foreign occupation to 80 and up to the recent years and um you're absolutely right you know focus with the work that we have been doing for about uh uh 20-25 years has been working we've been working directly with communities and changing the life of the people within the, these communities and reshaping the economy inside of these communities so one uh, the question that you know people uh, would all would ask is, you know, well, if you've been doing that for so long, you know, why, uh, you know, things are not uh, so different? And I think that you know you're exactly you know touch uh, the point. Uh, Fonkoze, we are working with people and we are uh, giving them the opportunity to uh, get lifted out of poverty. Uh, but it takes you know leadership to. Uh, put a country on uh, on the path of development. Focuse is putting the stone, building the communities, making them more resilient and more sustainable. But, you know, it will take a leader to bring us a stability so that the work that we do can blossom better.
0: And just from what I know about the Haiti, the little I know in comparison to your perspective too, I mean, you've got some really resilient people over there, because I mean just uh I mean just in in this this century alone, I mean you're talking the the earthquake which probably most most people um most people have probably put in the back of their minds by now since it was uh thirteen years ago and and in today's social media driven world, we can't think past like the last like five hours of the day um but to remind people, I mean what some of you guys have uh what Haiti, Haitians have gone through I mean the earthquake in in two thousand ten which killed you know, took the lives of over 100,000 people alone, which to put that in perspective, I mean, that was like a little bit over like 1%, 1.3% of the entire country, which equivalent to the United States would be like 4 million people dying from a natural disaster in this country, you know, to put it in perspective, which like, think about what happened in, in how the country was affected by 9-11 and there was about 3,000 people died. Imagine 4 million people dying almost overnight because of say a natural disaster like an earthquake and then i mean i'm skipping over a lot just for time purposes but then even just this past um about 2 years ago the assassination of a of a of a president there the too i account. mean if that happened in the united states i can only imagine what the turmoil that we would be going through here and just think about those two events in the last 13 years I mean, and, and and Haitians are 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 they're still there, they're still trying to build. And you know, there might, you know, st- stability sure is, is is an issue, but is it a shocker that is an issue based off of experiencing just those two events alone? You know, I mean it's 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 not um the the more knowledge and the more I, I, I read about Haiti and, and what's happened, the more, you know, the more you read about history, the more today makes sense, I guess to say
1: no i think you are you are absolutely right you know not you know the earthquake happened in 2010 then you we had a uh, uh, cholera then we had you know hurricane uh, uh, more political turmoil president assassination uh gangs violence you know everything battle but life still goes on in haiti i was in Haiti uh, uh last uh december um and um when I traveled there, because it's been two years that you know I've had I've, I've not gone to Haiti, uh, I was a little bit concerned. I went with my family. I was a little bit concerned and, and scared. You know, it's a country that I've lived yeah. my entire life, and uh, and I was also concerned that you know uh, what I will call the Asian soul. You know, uh, our. Uh, deep culture of, you know, uh, living in community and uh, support one another, you know, was going away because of all those turmoil and all that violence. And uh, the first day that I arrived, my family down there, you know, they told me, okay, we're happy that you're here, but you're just going to stay in the house. You're not going to go anywhere because, you know, it's a country that you don't know anymore. Yeah. I didn't listen to them. And the next day I took my car and went into, and to, and this wasn't Paul Prince. I went into it's mm-hmm. and I start seeing people that. I knew that, you know, I used to have interaction with you are either it's someone on the street that, you know, I used to buy some foods. I used to buy bread or whatsoever. And they will recognize me and I could see in their eyes that, you know, they've been struggling, they have lost weight, but there's hope. And despite that, they don't have much. And I was coming with money, you know, to tell me, please take that money. And they were telling me, no, we don't want your money. We're just happy to see you. And we have that basket of gifts for you. Every single one of them. So that really warmed my heart and made me understand that, you know, despite that very difficult situation, we are not forgetting who we are. We are not letting our identity go away. And uh, like you said, you know, Haitians are, are very resilient. We always find a, a, a way to support one another. We live in a system that is called and which basically means that's a system that we have established since the time of slavery. Basically, you know, the Haitian motto say that, you know, your neighbor is part of your family. So mm. that's how we we survive
0: awesome that it's awesome to hear the uh high level of morality sustaining itself during extremely difficult times because um like when you said the guy wouldn't um accept your money he's just happy to, to to see you i mean it's there there's times in um you know the united states where it's just it's like the opposite you know where you have a lot but then there's like a very low level of of morality where I mean, just that, that mentality of um, resources, you know what I'm saying? When it really comes down to wants and needs, that need really, like, because that person saying that to you is, is basically saying, too, like, I I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it'd be nice, but like, I'm just happy with what's going on. Do I need it? Is, you know, they're saying they don't even need it, which is awesome. That is awesome to hear that that is the mentality of people who m- may be going through a lot of economic hardships, some that, here in america have we have never really especially the 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 um younger people they have never really ever had to have gone through or maybe we'll never have to go through um it's it's something that really you know to take some notes from i guess as an american from 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 people in those situations
1: yeah i think that you know um i am very fortunate to to my to have my kids that you know um uh, did part of uh, their childhood in Haiti, but I just recently moved to the state and my wife is uh, from California Um, and to the extent to, to what you're saying, you know, when my daughter and my son came here um, in the States, you know, it was very hard for them to uh, accommodate with, uh, you know, uh, kids here you know they were uh, different They have, uh different view different perspective and one thing that you know i think that i'm very fortunate uh is that where well, you know i'm not going to say that you know i was living uh in a uh, difficult condition in haiti but you know you're living in a country someday you will wake up and you don't have electricity But that's not the end of the world. You know, my kids know that, you know, well, you don't need electricity, you know, to survive. You don't need to have running water. You can pour water on yourself. So I think that uh give them, you know, a different perspective and they can, and they have learned to appreciate, you know, the small thing in life, you know. I love
0: that mentality. Be be
1: grateful for what you have.
0: I love that mentality. The survival mentality really will will reset your perspective on life and go like, I'm... I'm doing very, very, very well um, as majority of people are when they, they take that. Cause I, I can survive, you know, that's, I love that. I can pour water on myself. I don't need electricity. You say that in the United States right now, I don't need electricity. People will go, what? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't, man, you don't. I love that. Cause you really, you don't. Um. So I, I appreciate this, uh, Erlange, for everything. Um, came on to, ch- to chat about with today and everything you gu- you you do. Um thanks for 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 holding the line down there in um in, in Haiti and and providing some help and everything that you can do um for people. Now for people listening and want to maybe either get involved or donate or just research and see get a little bit more um about you guys. Where can people go to find you guys?
1: Please just go to our website, you know, a FunkJose.org. Uh, and to our social media, you will have uh, more information on what we are doing and you'll be able to see pictures of these communities that we are serving. And absolutely, please consider, you know, to to support uh, FonCose because your support is uh, very important for us and your support will definitely, you know, go to these communities and uh, provide them with livelihoods. Thank you for giving me that opportunity, Daniel.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. The pleasure is all mine, Lance. I appreciate this so much, man. I uh, can't wait to link up down the road and maybe chat um, about what's uh, about some some more amazing things that you guys are doing and how Haiti has grown. So I look forward to that conversation. I'm here.